Welcome back to another episode of Everyone is Stupid Except Us. I am Roz. And I don't enjoy anything I used to. <laughs> and John is definitely not playing Factorio right now. Not he at fin- the moment. He finally stopped. I finally quit just so we could record this, so be- better make it good. Ah, it is now 2019, which means that this is our first episode we're recording of the year, but the second episode we're releasing of the year. I literally just realized <laughs> that it was 2019 <laughs> when you I'm- said that. I'm really glad I announced it then for you. Yep. This is beneficial for us all. Mm-hmm. So uh, one of the things that I had for talking about it was, uh, do we want to talk about 2019 or future things or just the fact that we still don't have flying cars or robot butlers? I also did a little research into what the um, the history of the future is. Uh, I mean, we could we could talk about, I think we're a little bit outdated for the Terminator series because wasn't mm-hmm. Judgment Day 1996? Something like that, yeah. But in Star Trek, these eugenics wars happened in in 1996, but World War III began in 2026. So that's uh, that that will start within our lifetime, which is fun and interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going to talk about future 2015. Both a combination of you know, just the, the regular political stuff that we talk talk through, and I think we've done it to death. <laughs> but talk out of I talk out of our butt about. Well, if we talk out of every, about everything out of our butt, but do we have any predictions for the upcoming year and what sort of ridiculous nonsense may or may not happens? And then there's a couple of things that happened over Christmas. Not really any like news news that happened over Christmas. Nothing interesting, really. But one of the things that happened recently, especially uh, localized news, is one of our big box stores closed suddenly. It was a furniture store, Leon's, in fact. So if you're Canadian, you probably recognize the brand. And a couple of them, they just closed, just, you know, 6.30 in the morning, everyone showed up the next day, you know, the, the day before they were making sales, and oh yeah, come pick it up tomorrow, closed. And when you show up, it's gone. So just kind of the, the, the future of retailer, where that's going, could also lead to talking about the year in general. And uh, in other sort of cool media news, there's a couple popular, uh, I don't know if there's any actual popular movies at the theater. We were talking about movies, and I mentioned the Bumblebee movie, and I'm not sure it's that that's actually- It's the wrong time of year. For big blockbuster movies, they're yeah. always summer movies. It's a bit late. For, sometimes they do the Christmas one, you know. Mm. Come on out and watch the Polar Express Part 9. Tom Hanks goes mm. crazy. And then on Netflix, though, Netflix released Bird Box, I think, is the name of yes. the thing. I have, mm-hmm. I've only seen the preview, and I've read all the memes, and it's turned into yet another challenge. So I, I wanted to talk about the, the evolution of challenges. We started at putting buckets of ice water over our head. And then we were dancing outside of the passenger side of our cars while in motion. <laughs> and now the new thing is blindfolding yourself and doing everything you possibly can. I, I actually hadn't heard this. I was like, is the challenge to watch the movie? I don't, no, I don't understand. The challenge, it's yeah. a bird. And so people do, oh, I'm doing the bird box challenge, but I'm walking a tight wire over crocodile infested waters. Or, I don't know where you got access to crocodile infested waters, but it was there. And I had a couple of, stupid stuff in our traditional uh what the f category <laughs> did you see the video this this was talked about by um, some guys that i watch on youtube and they referenced this video which was this woman on uh, on a on an american news channel she was trying to pronounce this um it was a a soldier i believe someone in the armed forces who had died you know tragically in the line of duty and she was trying to pronounce the soldier's name and the soldier's name was something like deirdre uh, oh man i can't remember what it was but she did it completely wrong. So I just wanted to point that out and, t- and talk about how s- silly it is. And then another really, really stupid, weird story that we could talk about if we get to it, which could lead to a big, huge conversation, but we may or may not get there. That's the plan. It's good to have a plan for once. It's 2019. 
What do you think? How is it so far? <laughs> doing doing good. Excellent. Much better I think than it's great. Much better than all those other years we've had. <laughs> it's my forty first year on the planet, I think. You're forty now? Well, I was last August. Were you? Yeah. So this okay. is technically my forty first New Year's year changeover thing. I don't keep track of how old you are. We're the same age. <laughs> <laughs> I turn your age two months after you do. It's almost like clockwork. Almost. Almost. If clocks ran on the sun revolving around the... Or no, wait, the earth revolving around the sun. I know yeah, how science like, works. Yeah, like a Braille sundial. Like a... Yep, just like an Ian. I, I have a degree in physics. <laughs> Why do I talk like Brandon? We're dropping all the bombs today on things that no one will fully understand. So, no flying cars, no robot butler. Mm-hmm. In 19... Oh, geez. When did they make... Back to the Future 2 and 3. Was that late 80s, early 80, 90s? Late, uh, 1985, the first one was, because the that's first the year one. it took place in. And then they 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 took a couple of years off. Didn't they bring back did, the sequels? And then two in rapid succession, yeah. Yeah. So the future was 2015, and mm-hmm. California had flying cars. I mean, some of it they got strangely correct. Not the hover hoverboards or the self-drawing everything. The number of channels that Michael mm-hmm. J. Fox's son watched on television. I feel like that was pretty... The uh, flat the flat panel wall-hanging TV? Yes. That was pretty close. That was not bad. And then, the, yeah, the Flying Cars and Robot Butler, I think, is a Jetsons reference where I think the future that was the Jetsons was 2002? Yeah, I don't know. One? Something? We're... I feel like the uh, the Star Trek lineage got it a little bit more correct. So what... And I, I suppose we could have looked up things, but how how close are we are to teleportation technology? Are, are we at teleporters yet? Like like human teleportation? Yeah, quite quite some ways, I would imagine. Beam me up, Scotty, and that kind of thing. Yeah, I I, I would say that is going to take quite some some amount of time. We are probably closer to World War Three than we are to beam me up, Scotty. I would think so. Will we have a giant nuclear war this year? I don't think that we will have one ever um, oh, okay. because the powers that be who have the m- majority of the arsenal for such a war are well aware of the um, the term mutually assured, assured destruction. Now, there's some crazy people like, you know, North Korea, um, Russia. Really, well, I mean, even Russia. Ru- Russia is, you know, he- they are what they are what they are. But even in the even during the Cold War in the fifties or in the the seventies and eighties, they were well aware that if one side starts lobbing bombs, they're both gonna just fire their entire arsenal, and it's all over. Like yeah, but Putin has just as big a chip on his shoulder about someone calling him not tough or not a big enough man as Trump, and that it does luckily. Worry. Yes. Luckily, though, Trump being the being the unstable individual that he appears to be. And like every every president before him, he does not have unilateral control over pushing the button. Um, Does he have a sense, an instinct of self-preservation? I imagine so, because all of that stuff that he owns is going to get blown up if he starts something. So that's, it's really all he cares about is his is his own well-being. If he could do such a thing and, you know, it made 10 million people die somewhere else that wasn't, you know, 
his country affecting his ability to mm. get a latte and his all this kind of stuff maybe you could say you know maybe something maybe not even him i'm just in, in general somebody who was a complete sociopath might be able to do something like that i think those but, are the bits that worry me but no i mean there's the fact is that like, it, it's 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 we've come literally within a breath before of already being in this situation where because oh like, yeah they during, were doing bunker um like not what, even what was it not even just talking about things like, oh, you know, it could have happened. It literally very nearly did. And it was only because of the actions of one man that it didn't. There was during the, uh, the Bay of Pigs uh, crisis, there was a mishap on the Soviet side of things that basically indicated that the U.S. had launched an all-out nuclear attack on them. And their standing policy was if this indicator goes off, they retaliate before the bombs land. And that indicator went off. And, it, you know, if the guy had a followed procedure, we'd all be gone now. But Isn't it was only because... Crimson he, Tide's about? Basically, and I think one of the X-Men movies, like, re- re- referenced <laughs> it as well. Because, uh, you know, basically he was on the nuclear sub and, you know, armed with all these nuclear warheads and the ability to start World War Three, And he mm-hmm. said... I think I should probably make sure that that's not, you know, rats chewing on the wiring that's causing that to happen. <laughs> Fake news. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, yeah. um, lo- I think we could, we're probably going to have quite a bit of conflict and there's going to be a lot of stuff going on. But I don't, I mean, the thing I don't is, think is, this is the last reporter he's going to ban from the White House. No. I'm sure but more of I that also, will happen. His war on I the also, media will continue. I also can't imagine that he is going to do anything that is going to uh, he's because you'll note he's not he's not thumping chests at the Russians as much as Trump likes to thump his chest and be all like make America great again. Look at us, we're the strongest. Everybody else can take their stupid milk tax and go stuff it up your fancy sock wearing butt. Yeah, but, but then he then he puts his hand over the microphone and totally sucks on Russia's D. Yeah, exactly. I for, mean, for a good while, there's, there's something going on there. So, I mean, the fact is that, that, that there's something for some reason there, there is buddy, buddy as can be with all the crap that Russia is doing, Russia annexing the Ukraine back a couple years ago, all this stuff that they're doing, basically rebuilding the Soviet Union. And the U.S. is all like, you know, oh, well, you know, boys will be boys. <laughs> oh, God. I, I have hated that phrase since I actually <laughs> was a young boy. Because uh, I thought, oh, my my peers here in grade six, they're being total jerks. And I hear their dads like, oh, well, boys will be boys. <laughs> really? Really now? Because the way I see it, you're boys being an ignorant sea <laughs> hole. So. Yep. Well, it also, it's it's uh, giving permission to boys to be idiots. Oh, well, boys will be boys. Like, or well, just no, at, maybe. at least outlandish. Anyway pushy yeah. and mm-hmm. demanding and mm-hmm. uh, lack of any listening skills or, or consideration towards others because having consideration towards others is not manly like no you got to go out there and you got to take it just like you know roping a cattle <laughs> <laughs> you lasso it I, I went to a lot of rodeos in my days as a young did, did you I, I can tell it's not Lots your first rodeo 20. not my first rodeo at all this is a, you know, i used to say that literally uh the the continuing dwindling nature of large retail stores. Maybe this is a Canada thing. Target tried to come up here just after Zeller's closed down, and then uh, I think in order Eaton's, and then Sears, and now the I, and I'm a little confused about the Bay Toys R Us. There was another one. 
a little bit recently. Future Shop uh, tried to move in. Uh, Toys R Us all... US, Toys R Us US has shut down. The Canadian one has remained open. Okay, so that one is a bit more. But international. I mean, this, this, yeah, this happens. I mean, this has just been one after another because. I mean, there, anybody can name stores that used to be that no longer are, but for the most part, you know, new ones has new ones have cropped up to take their place. Like, oh, we don't have Byway anymore, but now we have Giant Tiger. You know, we mm. don't. This goes away and that pops up. I mean, stuff is always evolving because you know people sometimes companies you know like Blockbuster they they don't keep up with current <laughs> demands. Of what needs to be, what people want, and therefore they're going to, like, some new company comes in. The thing is, is that the new company now is Amazon. Amazon yeah. is so easy. I mean, my parents are ordering stuff on Amazon all the time. I got my parents Amazon gift cards for Christmas because dad likes to impulse buy and he doesn't like to leave the house. D- doesn't... So... Didn't I hear a thing where Amazon was actually opening up a retail store somewhere? It wouldn't surprise me. Where they were trying to open a physical store. and I don't that... know how they would, though. Because uh, well, the whole point of Amazon is, well, first of all, you don't have to talk to anybody. And second, they have literally everything. I mean, I can't imagine that they're going to have, you know, like a muffler for a 1952 Corvell as well as, you know, My Little Pony gift bags at, at, so, at, a, at a retail store. They can't possibly stock everything. No, they, they couldn't do that. They couldn't have everything that you've got in the Amazon. You can't go in and browse. So the only thing I can think of, do you remember a store called, cons- uh, what was it called? Consumers Electros, was it? electronics uh, down in the city and basically it, it was uh, it was a store that when you saw something in a, um in a what's the thing book catalog you could order it <laughs> and then this store the thing from the catalog would get ordered to this store so i see an amazon store as being basically a desk and someone saying why? yeah your, your thing hasn't come in yet and my that was my exact follow up why and I think it probably comes down to, oh, we need an Amazon store because I'm sick of my package getting left incorrectly and rained on on my front door. And every time the guy drops it off, I'm not there. And then he can't drop it off and the dog eats it. And I think it's people irritated with home delivery, despite the fact that they demand home delivery. There must that be a couple brings us around really... full circle because that's essentially Sears. Mm-hmm. Sears was almost entirely a catalog store for many, many decades of its. Yeah, I mean, and you and you'd go to the Sears, what, the outlet desk, yeah. or something, and y- your thing was in, or yeah, because, it wasn't. I mean, in. You know, people used to order, you know, your stuff from from the catalog because that you'd get the catalog in the mail, and then you'd go through it, and you know, this is back when then the catalog well, it, would go it out is to the outhouse. Happen. Another generation of people, they're like, oh, I don't like buying stuff online. I want to go to a store where I can talk to a mm-hmm. human, and then we'll have another iteration of about six different WalMarts, and they'll be called something different. You'll go in, you'll get greeted by some Maybe. senior in a vest or probably I think the technology an genie is out of the bottle on this now though I'm pretty sure that we're I don't think we're ever going back to the days of cuz I mean even look at the retail that's there like you look at Walmart and they're still doing amazing business but they're funneling more and more towards a self-service option it mm-hmm. used to be they had the exec, the express line checkouts now they have the self checkout and self checkout is becoming huge and i don't know if this is everywhere i wouldn't be surprised if they don't have this in the states because when i was in the states i found out that they are so far behind in so many facets of the retail industry because we would go into stores and you know you go to pay for your thing and they're like oh it's going to be on debit oh we have chip now i'm like <laughs> you, you mean you mean like tap no what's tap my god what and the, 
like how how did people use this before? Oh, you know, you just swipe the mag strip. I'm like, they still no, they, have mag strips. <laughs> they get they get out the thing, the the yeah, carbon junk junk underneath <laughs> the desk, and here you go. It's like here, can I have your credit card, sir? You you have chi- well, I blew their mind because I went up to this one place and I saw that it was a brand of handset that we have here and it's came up on the thing that said, you know, uh, insert card or, or whatever, or tap. And I just take my, my visa card and I went boop and just tapped it on there. And they're like, what just happened? Because <laughs> <laughs> their machine does it. How, but they have, how does, well, but how the does that happen? That no someone bank, comes in and says, listen, oh, no bank in the US, payment system. no bank in the United States offers a card with tap. So why would they ever need to be trained on how to use it? Because they installed the system. You show up. But no, uh, uh, when is anybody ever going to use it? Courtney, Nobody. this is our new system and people may tap their card every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm not listening. Whatever. I don't care. Who is going to tap their card? Literally no bank in the United States wacky, offered a card that did Wacky that. traveling Canadians. Yeah. And anyway, I said, the name I, I, I could have. And they were like, new age funk their mind. And I'm like, well, if you really want to see, if you really want to get your mind blown, I'm going to show you that I could have done that with my phone. <gasps> or your watch. <laughs> oh, my Fitbit. watch. Boop. Yeah. Hang on. I was, rub, I'll rub my retina on it. Yeah, it's crazy, man. It's like you guys are insane down here. So I wouldn't I don't remember seeing anywhere where the self checkout was in place when I was in Florida last year. Okay. But, well, um, there's yet another reason because the reasons that we talked about before we started recording on why these stores are kind of drying up. One, we don't need them anymore because of the online element. Two, my my option or my suggestion was that uh, because of all the economic nonsense that's happened in the last 10, 15 years, the upper middle class or the people that have gone out to Sears to buy a new set of couches, they are no longer the upper middle class. They have either lost money and crashed because the, the, the 1% is getting smaller and richer. So there's, there are fewer people who have more money and everyone else is kind of down here in the doldrums. So I think that's, that's sort of that, that level above. Like, oh, I'm going to get out and get the gold-plated, you know, the gold-crusted... Uh, Christmas tree for my second house or my my second living room decoration, and this is the one where the good company is going to come and sit. I don't think that is quite as prevalent as it may have been 10, 15 years ago, but the third option we're looking at now is maybe, maybe our, the, the reason that retail, a lot of the retail, like Kmart, is still going strong down in the States is because the U.S. doesn't have the technology to go full, like, Mm. wireless or and a fourth reason i'm thinking of right now is population density mm-hmm. well that's the thing is if you have i mean even like people say oh going into the city you know do some shopping and it's like halifax is really even for a canadian city halifax is quite small i look I, I i went looking it up one time because i was trying to compare halifax with cities other cities that i know of and the closest one i could find in the states was pittsburgh for mm. size and population it's about the same size as pittsburgh but so, there are other I mean, cities that have a larger population that I don't know a damn thing about. Des Moines, Halifax is, Iowa. Halifax is spread out quite a bit, too. I mean, like, when we talk about Halifax, generally you mean the HRM, mm-hmm. which is, you know, Halifax, Dartmouth, and all these places. And, I mean, there's there's a lot. I mean, there's 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 two Costco's. There's, you know, basically two of every large store in there because there's one at Bears Lake and one in Burnside. But 
It's uh, it was a difficult thing to research because I would, I kept trying to look up the size of Halifax and I was like, well, Halifax <laughs> County is this big? No, 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 no. I don't mean the part of the capital city of Nova Scotia that you can get lost in the woods in. I mean <laughs> the city, you know, the actual metropolis bit. They're all, 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 all hang, hang on, I'll, 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 I'll figure that out. I don't remember what it is, but it's it's under half a million of the entire municipality. So it is quite is like, which is something like, like an eighth of the province. Yeah. So is it only that? Yeah. Well, I suppose there's a bunch of people out in Cape Breton and Sydney. So yeah, yeah, you do have to count Cape Breton. I know it's hard, but <laughs> one whole island. Mm-hmm. Um, have we solved? Have we solved retail? Oh, we've we've definitely solved the problem. It's gonna only get better from here. Good, awesome, well done. So, movies. I went to go see the Bumblebee movie, and it didn't totally suck. I've noticed one thing now that I don't have cable, and also I've kind of <laughs> withdrawn from you know social interaction. <laughs> I I don't really like I didn't even know that there was a Bumblebee movie happening. Oh, I didn't either. Not not only that it actually came out. Until I was literally in the car on the way there. And I said, so, what movie are we seeing? If we're not going to a Marvel movie, I have no idea what's going on. Mm. And they, they, you know, my friends, they just said, oh, let's go to a movie. I said, fine, whatever. I like buttered popcorn, fake buttered popcorn. That's cool. <laughs> and then someone said, oh, go see the spider. I was like, oh, how's the new Spider-Man movie? Yet? Said, no, 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 no. It's animated. I'm like, okay, that's confusing, but whatever. Let's go see that. And apparently that was quite good as well. And then on the way there, they said, oh, we'll go see the Bumblebee movie. I said, oh, what is this nonsense art film about someone, you know, getting honey and there's bumblebees everywhere. It's like Chocola, but with honey. No, it's no, like, no, it's no. A, it's, a it's a sequel. It's a sequel to Jerry Seinfeld's Bee movie. <laughs> I've never seen that. Nor I. But so yeah, the Bumblebee movie was I the relationship between the human and the Transformer was pretty cool. All the nostalgia factor was quite awesome, but again, I I I was moaning about this beforehand is they focus too much on the humans and not enough on the actual Transformers, which is pretty much the point of the movie. So and this got me going on this whole new live action thing where the new the new hotness is to have a live action version of a you know more more or less historically animated series and they're like oh we're going to do live action this is going to be I think I think there was uh, was it the Little Mermaid Toy Story D- D- Disney has got a bunch of live action versions of their classic stories coming out probably in the next year and I can only imagine much like uh the Warcraft movie not not to not to go all pissy on the Warcraft movie but Basically, every every video game movie that has moved to, oh, here's the live-action version of it, nothing has ever gone right. Or a live-action version of a traditionally cartoon uh, story, I don't think has ever been incredibly successful. And I'm trying to think of an example to prove otherwise, and I got nothing. Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> successful. <laughs> not the opposite and so oh. and it's not that we're incapable of still making animated movies because animated new animated movies do still come out so it's not that we can't it's just someone decides we need a live action version of this classic animated series and then something happens in translation where they say so now that we're doing live action we need to work on all the the interactions between all the human characters I'm like, 
your the story is called giant blue space farts or something you know it should be about the giant blue space farts it's not it and yet they have all these wonderful stories that oh, i know i really like giant blue space farts but i'm just a regular human and i lost my mom when i was a kid let's do nine flashbacks and you do nine flashbacks about them becoming an orphan and i i i just came here for the giant blue space farts damn it that was a good movie i remember the giant blue space farts <laughs> i can never think of a good example at the time but i i don't even understand why i'm getting angry well i kind of do but i just just make a fanciful animated movie in, instead of instead of making a, a a live action movie where things get complicated trying to put the fanciful things into it so they leave all the fanciful things behind or toss in the occasional CGI and then focus on these these zoomed in human relationships during a movie that's not about the humans. I'm curious to see, even though I've never seen the first Avatar movie, I'm curious to see how sequels two through five go as James Cameron is bringing all of them out at apparently the same time. Mm. I think he's gone totally mental. It's possible. I think maybe he's feeling a bit miffed because they didn't ask for his help rescuing that um, that Thai soccer team. <laughs> I think he's I think he's feeling a little he left out. Go down there in his little sub and yeah, guys, I got a submarine here. No, it's, it's okay, James. We asked Elon Musk and he told us oh, to go. They, didn't, pound they sand. didn't ask Elon Musk. That was the thing. Elon <laughs> right, Musk everyone came over was feeling like, oh, I can do this, and they're like, you know what? Maybe, maybe no. And then he was all like, oh, I'm gonna post a bunch of crap about how you guys are all terrible people on the on the twitters. Not only that, but he's also gonna say, well, I didn't want to rescue them anyway. The, suck, the coach is probably a pedophile. Yeah. Everyone went, whoa, Elon Musk. Hang on there a second there, Elon Musk. Go uh, spark up a J there, buddy. (laughs) And then he did. Yeah, and then his stock plummeted. In Has it? Yeah, well, like his stock dropped a a noticeable amount after that video of him smoking weed came out. (laughs) And I'm like, oh my God, like, grow up. I'm not going to invest in this guy. He smokes the drugs. He's on the devil's lettuce. <laughs> uh, in other movie news, Netflix. We were we were talking about the fact that uh, that this time of year is definitely not a big one for movies, but there were a couple of releases. And the one thing that's kind of taken the internet by by storm, and I think this probably comes down to really really good marketing, is Netflix released Bird Box or The Bird Box. I have not watched it. I haven't even seen a trailer for it. I just know that there's a picture of Sandra Bullock wearing a blindfold and everyone's losing their minds. And I, I haven't even heard anyone say if it's good or not. They just say, oh, if you watch Bird Box, oh, I Bird Box this. And they're relating the plot of Bird Box, which is apparently the one. Okay, what I think I know. Here's what I think I know. So they live somewhere, possibly post-apocalyptic or fantasy land island. I don't know where. But in the world they live in, uh, if you see, if you make eye contact or if you see this this weird crazy monster thing running around, if you see it, you either go crazy, explode, or turn to stone or something. It's like some kind of weird Medusa thing. So everyone always has to have a blindfold on to not uh, go bananas or go mm-hmm. or kill everybody. So there, and there's something about so and it doesn't affect children or something. So Sandra Bullock is wearing a blindfold and she's trying to lead her children to safety. 
I don't know. So they started this new thing on online. The new challenge is the bird box challenge where you do things, but you do them while blindfolded. What in yet another silly online challenge that I like to call people without much brain matter putting themselves into hospital for the purposes of likes. Yeah. And I haven't heard any tremendously terrible stories. Oh, this guy bird boxed <laughs> and then he lost a leg. <laughs> he fell down the stairs into a giant meat grinder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And lost a leg. <laughs> and lost a leg. <laughs> and then he lost a leg. Oh. This guy did the bird box challenge. Then he took an arrow to the knee. <laughs> There's a ridiculous reference. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, have you heard about the bird box, the movie? I have seen the movie on the net flaps, but I have not. Um, so you don't even know a, a synopsis? Well, uh, pretty much what you said. It seems like if you see this thing, then you go crazy. And so they're trying not to see. It's. It seems to me this is kind of like, um, not in terms of plot or anything, but in terms of theme and kind of temperature of the movie, kind of like uh, Quiet Place, a John Kaczynski movie. Um, Quiet. I don't think I know that one. You know, the Quiet Place with the with Jim from The Office. It was his movie. He wrote it and directed it. And But it's one of those, it's kind of a... Um, Oh no! Wait, the kids have blindfolds too. I'm wrong. Yeah, it's it's a movie. They're they're kind of getting away from you know like jump scares and 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 just all of this like you know gore sort of 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 horror thriller movie to something that's a little bit more of a psychological thriller, a little bit more um, something that's a little bit more in depth that sticks with you a little bit and done on a on a fairly low budget because you're not doing things with a ton of you know CG, and it goes back to you know, movies like, well, like Jaws, you know, Jaws was done on a, it was a fairly high budget movie at the time, but it was done, you never saw the shark, you know, you never saw because they couldn't make a mechanical shark work properly. So they kept just having to shoot around it and less is more. And you, so you get this, you know, more of a, of a psychological thriller rather than just an outright scary, well, yeah. gory movie. And this seems, I think this is a lot like like that one it's where where that one is uh have you never seen anything about with a, a quiet place it's about there's uh, every nope. people have mutated into these monsters or these monsters came from somewhere and they have amazing hearing and if they hear you they'll come and kill you so they, they live out in the woods they don't nobody talks anymore so a lot of it is like a whole the whole movie is like a a, a movie length version of that Buffy episode where nobody spoke. It was just like all a silent movie, and you had to Dude. they had to act around that. Because well, I'm realizing now that this movie, this this Bird Box one, would have been far better released as like an audio tape because you're kind of watching them, and and there's the whole thing of I can't see anything, so I'm afraid. But you're watching, and you can see everything, and you're sitting there saying, "Don't trip over the leaves. What you doing?" I'm sure they, the I'm sure they shot it in a way that I mean, maybe, maybe that, yeah, but... with uh, with close ups and things like that. But I, yeah. I. I really enjoyed that. My my dad um, is famous well, to me for repeating stories. So I've heard this story a billion times since I was a child. He went to go see Jaws. Uh, I think 1975 was when it came out. He went to go see that in theaters, and he thought the movie was great up until the point that the shark does actually pop out of the water. Mm. And then he laughed because mm -hmm. of how bad it looked. Mm -hmm. And he says, had they never shown that shark, that would still be the scariest movie on the planet. Mm -hmm. Just never show hide nor hair of a shark. Do it Sharks that Sharks don't have hair. They, you, you don't know that. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I, I, I have always loved things like that. A movie where you don't actually see. Because I, I have a pretty overactive imagination, so a movie that plays on your imagination really mm. wrecks me. One of my favorite movies of all time is Contact, and everyone hated that. Like, I didn't get to see the alien. I said, you're not supposed to. It, I was so mad at that one. And every time movies like that come up where someone says, oh, I couldn't be afraid because I didn't get to see the thing I'm supposed to be afraid of. It sounds it sounds like and I, I hate to no, I enjoy picking on him. So it sounds like a Vic argument, even though I don't think he feels the same way. It sounds like a real Vic thing to say. <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't be afraid because I couldn't see the thing I'm supposed to be afraid of. Yep. And I'm trying to think of other movies where like uh, like a horror movie where where that has come up before where you don't actually get to see. When I was a kid, I had recurring nightmares for years, what 5 6 years of something like I I'd be anywhere. I'd be in a mall, I'd be at home and suddenly I would feel absolutely petrified and suddenly realize that I had to run, run and hide. And most of the time I would hide and I could sense, you know, like a, a big wide shadow and I would hide my eyes so I couldn't see. And I'd sense it just kind of moving past me, whatever was chasing me. And other times uh, I, I, it did actually catch me and I would just feel a hand on my shoulder and then boom, I'd wake up. But I was chased by a thing I never saw in my dreams for many, many years as a child. And it has this, always frightened the crap out of me. This speaks volumes. <laughs> I'm scared of the unknown. How hard is that to conceptualize? It's easy. I don't know. Netflix US's official Twitter account. Can't believe I have to say this, but please do not hurt yourselves with this bird box challenge. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, people. So um, go back and eating spoonfuls of cinnamon. Yeah, <laughs> go eat your Tide Pods and shut up. There's an inn on Long Island, New York, uh, that is offering people a blindfolded dinner. Mm -hmm. Diners will eat blindfolded with the movie soundtrack playing and the fear of supernatural monsters gnawing away at them. That sounds awesome. Boy, you could really enjoy a top sirloin steak with the fear of a supernatural monster gnawing away at you, couldn't you? This is delicious. Pass the wine. What's that sound? Oh, that's a supernatural monster chewing at your ankles. Oh, okay. This is a good wine. Yeah. What? What the what the fork? Why are bird box memes so popular? It's complicated, it says. No, it isn't. <laughs> it's not comp The Bird Box Challenge is the dumbest internet dare yet. Why are bird box memes so popular? Visually impaired community discourages bird box challenge. <laughs> Blind people saying, hey, everyone stop being stupid. Yep. Uh, Moving past. Yeah. Oh, God. Spe be speaking of warnings, one of the things I quickly saw just before we started recording was a a, a warning from Snoop Dogg. <laughs> go, <laughs> go check Snoop Dogg's video telling everybody about... So, currently... The government is on strike, or no, wait, the government is closed in the United yes, States, but everyone down. is still expected to show up for work, except they don't get paid for it. So this is like park workers, I think, for for example. National parks workers, I think, are still yeah. at work, but they're just not getting paid. I suppose so. So, so Snoop Dogg's, <laughs> Snoop Dogg's official release is... A video of him walking through a hallway, and it's and it's like below him, so you're just seeing him and the ceiling going by really quick. And he he's basically just saying, everyone who is now at work but not getting paid by the government for government work, uh, the next time this guy comes up for election, if you vote for this guy, you are really stupid. I believe he uses a few more choice colorful phrases. <laughs> 
However, for the purposes of keeping this podcast mostly acceptable, I shall uh, I shall paraphrase. Tell, tell it tell, for anybody who wants go go uh, go <laughs> go look at the video. I'm sure it's easy to find. It's gonna be a good yeah. one. Oh oh, uh, sliding directly into more uh, funny videos. Have you clicked on the video that I that I posted? I did not see that you posted a video, so I'm gonna say no. It's the it's it's the one down here. The um oh at, on the on the show notes. Yeah, the newswoman, yeah, no. the newswoman from some I don't know some TV station down in the states. She uh she was trying to announce the death of a young lady, um in the armed forces. Uh, names Deirdre Mangadote. I would Mangadote maybe. I don't know uh, one way or another. And so she's trying to say it. <laughs> DD Mangadoo. There it is. <laughs> You've made it to DD Mega Doo Doo. Oh my God! Like now, it it wasn't all at you once. Don't do, do you not do show prep? <laughs> like do you not like read over the thing that you're about to read? Like hey, or or I mean, let's say okay, let's give her the benefit <laughs> of the doubt and say that her normal procedure is to go there and read the teleprompter. Mm-hmm. If that's what you do, whoever prepares that teleprompter really should have looked at that name and said, "I should spell this out phonetically because that's a name." I don't know if there's been any, any official follow-up from this, but a lot of the comments that I saw were, I, I read these things on Reddit, and of course on Reddit, most of the comments are always, I happen to be uh, a teleprompter writer for you know KMC Squared over on uh, Pit- Pittsburgh Nightly News. Someone's always an expert, and the first thing they say is, and yeah, when it comes to names, and especially if it's a name that looks like it's going to be difficult to pronounce, we always try to put it in there phonetically, and they basically said, so whoever wrote the teleprompter for this one either did a piss poor job or just did not get it phonetically in there correctly, and it's this is this is just absolutely terrible because the the woman she hesitates several times trying to read this. So Deirdre D I D E I D R E Deirdre or Deirdre or however you want Deirdre. It's it's. It's pretty simple to get that one right, give or take a half a syllable. So how that one turned into DD, I'm unsure. And then she didn't stop at that. <laughs> she didn't She didn't do the DD, oh wait, no, I think that's wrong. Hang on a minute. She just charged straight forward with the rest of it. And you had Meng, or Menge, M-E-N-G-E-D-O-H-D. Mengadote. You know, it could be a softer or hard Mengadote or Mengadote, either one. It's like, either would have been a good run at it. Yep. Not Didi Megadoodoo. <laughs> Didi Megadoodoo. <laughs> ah, right. I'm so that's, glad you didn't click on this until just now. <laughs> that's, but it, it's just so horrifically disrespectful. I mean. But I, ugh. now, okay, so the question is, who, who is being disrespectful? And I don't think it's any one person is being disrespectful, but the whole situation is disrespectful. Where the poor anchor woman is just trying to do her job. The, yeah. the, 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 the card writer or whoever's doing the, the prompts, probably just either having a really crap day or just under a lot of pressure to get everything in there really fast. Maybe you know, just I bet fat, you that fingered the keyboard. on the teleprompter, and that's why hmm. she had such a horrible time at it. I, I love the comments in the YouTube video are all my condolences to no, the entire Megadoodoo family. family. <laughs> I do enjoy that. But now you and I, you, you and I went through... I, I, I would pretty much uh, call it like uh, some sort of trial of... <laughs> Trial of fire through pronunciation of names because we worked at a international university. We accepted a lot of international students during a time when we were handing out actual laptop computers to new students on their first day. 
Okay, my favorite is when you'd have people, and they were clearly of the same nationality, but one person's name would be 47 syllables long, and the other person's name would be three letters. Yeah. For first and last name. Yeah. Wee wee. W E W E. Yeah. And then you've got, you know, Zhang Chao, Mao Zhangbao. Racism for a third time? Exactly. But. I learned, I learned a number of things about the pronunciation of other people's names. Because one of the things I would do is I would look at a thing and you'd have that moment of, uh-oh. Because <laughs> you're looking you're looking at the name and all you have are these little these little names on the thing. Like, okay, I've got X-I-A-N-G. I'm gonna go with Zhang. And I so I'd, I'd no, no, look it's up and it's Steve. And I'd say Zhang <laughs> and and the person, you know, they they, they they were usually really nice about it because they realized, oh, uh, silly white boy does not know how to pronounce name. <laughs> and he would, so the dude, the dude would come up and I would hand, and I handed it and I said, how did I, did, did I, you know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, did I get that right? And he said, oh, you know, it's actually Zhang or something like that. I, I was pretty close. And oftentimes they would, I would ask them for a little bit of clarification because X-E I don't know how to pronounce X-E. And what, what was that one? X-E, there was something funny about that one. I don't remember. Anyway, it was like a V with a, you know, V for Victor was something strange about that. So in, in, in some of the, in other languages, and, and then it got even more confusing because you never knew which one was their first name and which was their last name because, you know, traditional Chinese names are always last name first as a, you know, and we didn't put commas on it. So oftentimes their, their last name was first and their first name was last written yeah. down in their thing because apparently we can't all figure out how that works but yeah we we have gone through the the gauntlet of learning to pronounce people's names quickly where i i feel like if given that up on a teleprompter i dear dream mengadote mengadote mengaduarte obviously that's clearly the the closest possible pronunciation didi megadoodoo first of her name Uh, rest in peace. <laughs> um, finally, uh, finally, oh, this story. This came up. A friend of mine who I have on the old Facebooks. I don't. I don't look at the Facebooks often, and I'm glad I don't. She posted this today, and this was apparently a thing that needed to be discussed. It's a Vice article called "The Satisfying Joy of Sending Platonic Nudes to Your Friends," and this is a girl, young lady, we'll say, and. It, it's got a bit of a narrative to it. And she starts and saying, now, you know, I've sent my share of nude pictures to boyfriends and exes and things like that. But it, it was, and then how did it start? I'm single right now, so I don't have anyone to send nude pictures to. And I thought, oh, I'll stop you right there. But okay. She continues on past that. I'm single, so I have no one to send nude pictures to. So I just decided to start sending them to my, to my, to my best buds, my besties, my girlfriends. And I went, okay. Now, apparently her besties seem to find these hilarious because she says, over, <laughs> over the years of sending nudes to her boyfriends, she's gotten really good at knowing what angle is good. And again, I'm sort of, okay. And she says, so, and she's not always even sending the best shot, like the glam shot. Sometimes she's sending ones that make her look, in her words, awful or ugly. So you're sending your ugly nudes to your platonic friends. But my absolute favorite that she that she mentions her the sentence is there is a time and a place for a well-timed dick pic <laughs> and my only response uh. to that is no there isn't well okay so what what baffles me about 
the this phrase there was a time and a place for a well-timed dick pic is that she immediately goes on to say oh but you know really when you think about it no one's ever really been you know, happy to receive a dick pic it's, well then why would you say there's a good one <laughs> there's no such thing as a good dick pic if no one ever wants it it, it, it so okay would i accept platonic nudes from female friends of course i would <laughs> <laughs> but is it a good idea? Probably not. No, and I think what she was talking not. about is she would, you know, the girls and the girlfriends, and they would share, be like, oh, you look so grand, I look so wonderful, oh my God, what shade of lipstick is that? And you're like, I'm not even wearing lipstick. Mm-hmm. But I I don't know. And this, know. This, this this friend of mine sort of said, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable with my body, and I think, okay, maybe, maybe that's it. <laughs> maybe that's where everything comes down to. I'm just not comfortable with my totally not gym body i feel like i'd have to work out for a year to get to what's acceptable dad bod well maybe i I don't know i feel quite comfortably out of shape (laughs) so is is that the reason that i've never felt like you know what this girl would like this girl needs me to pull my pants down and take a picture of it and send it to her on the phone but it's like, I, I don't understand the concept of that anyway. Because Me neither. I don't like, know that we're going to get anywhere with this. because it, Why would anybody ever want to see it, first of all? It's like, no, man. Uh. <laughs> if, if, if I found myself sitting down, I don't know, middle of the day, end of the day, whenever, and just deciding that I need to stare at it for like 15 minutes, then okay, maybe. Maybe I can find myself thinking, you know what? Someone else would appreciate this view. <laughs> but I gotta say, it's exquisite. <laughs> exactly. Look, look at that sheen, that luster. Look Ugh, at it. Gross. <laughs> right? Because it's. Just, you know, I mean, I, uh, I'm not. I'm not admiring my feet either, or I don't know my kneecaps or the back of my hand. I. I. I don't stare into the mirror at my own chin for hours at a time. My own anatomy doesn't fascinate me that much. I got to carry it around most of the day. It's a burden more than anything else. (laughs) Stupid corporeal satchel of (laughs) meat and water. Yep. That's what we used to call you in high school. Yeah. And so she, she talks about how wonderful and liberating and freeing it is and how satisfying it is to have your, your non-romantic friends appreciate or find amusement in it. And so I think I can appreciate the part of it that is a vulnerability, a shared vulnerability. And yes, I can enjoy that, but I am, I think, at the particular level of I share a verbal vulnerability. You know, you have you have close friends and you say things like, oh, you know what? I'm kind of sad because I feel like maybe I'm not pretty enough to love anymore. And everyone says, you know what, dog? Yeah, we all agree. <laughs> and, and you have that kind of shared, that shared vulnerability. We... In our little text channel that we have existed in for, oh man, way too long, 20 years? 20 years-ish. We we are incredibly sarcastic and, you know, hard each other and really, we joke around with everything. But when when the, when the, when the feces is hitting the fan, we, we all kind of tune in, turn off the nonsense and get down to, you know what? 
We hear what you're saying, going through some hard times, something difficult is happening, it is emotionally traumatizing, and yes, we hear you, that's what's going on. You know, some some kind of, yeah, woo, solidarity, brah, yeah, you know, fist in the air, or some some kind of arrangement happens where we yeah, allow up, ourselves, Nancy. yeah, we, we allow ourselves to, to be to be vulnerable in front of each other. And those, I'm not saying I need one of those a day, but I, I, I value the fact that we have that because every now and then, not that often in the last 20 years, we need that. And we have, then that's that's the place for it. So if this if this woman says, eh, I'm feeling kind of, you know, I need to share a vulnerability right now. So, hey, everyone on my Snapchat list, here's a picture of me going to the bathroom. <laughs> if that's her thing, then that's your thing. And if none of your friends say, Ugh, gross, Veronica, then power to you. Have a, have a good life. Please don't yeah. send me pictures of you going to the bathroom on Snapchat. Ugh, please, gross, please Veronica. So gross. It's a woman going to the bathroom. <laughs> now that is an old, that's old joke. Cut. That's a deep cut. Oh, that's at least 25. Um, a very long time ago, Patrick Stewart hosted Saturday Night Live, I believe for the first time. And I think that was when... The Next Generation was even still on the air. They were still doing new episodes. That'd be the mid-90s. And Patrick Stewart did a number of sketches, and a lot of them were just really odd. So he worked in an erotic cake shop, and people kept coming in saying, hey, I ordered a cake. And then Patrick Stewart would open up the cake box, and people would say the line that Sean just said. And then Patrick Stewart would stand there with this beautifully comedic grin on his face and nod his head and go, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Proud as punch to be presenting them with a cake with a woman going to the bathroom on it. What a weird guy. Yeah. Mm. So, speaking of women going to the bathroom, I I think that might be what the Russians have on Trump. (laughs) It might still be. I still yeah. I I still don't believe it because I don't think I don't think he's that weird. Stormy Daniels' book would have been way better if he was weird. But I, I don't think know. he's weird. Not to say weird. Okay. There must be a better word for weird because I'm not trying to kink shame anyone. If you want to get peed on, go get peed on. That's fine. You know, gross Veronica, but just <laughs> it's not a big deal. Uh, if you if you can find someone who enjoys peeing on you and you want to get peed on, then wow, you will have much more romantic uh, happiness in your life than I probably ever had. Man, this is taking a weird turn. So good for you. But it just does not strike me that that's his particular deal. No. It's funny to talk about, though. I, I enjoy the late night hosts and they're <laughs> reveling in the um, in the Russian hookers and the urination in the, in the hotel room story. <laughs> I think, you know, this is it. Everything is so ludicrous that we can bring in things <laughs> that are well, yeah, potentially I mean, even it's... more ludicrous than it just gets better. It's. We're living in, and I mean, I'm sure this this happens all the time. But we're living in a in a time now where things that were jokes not that long ago are now what's happening. Like, yeah. it, when when The Simpsons did a, I think it was like a Treehouse of Horrors, and there, and when when Lisa was grown up and gone to college, and then they they were talking about how President Trump banned this or that or something back in the whenever, and it was like, oh, ha, ha, lol, Donald Trump is president. That's ludicrous. Um, (laughs) We've gotten to the point now where things that used to be literally just jokes. And that that comes up in the news. That came up in the news a lot last year where every week, every two weeks, you'd say just when you think it can't get more 
ludicrous. It gets more ludicrous. So I, I guess my prediction, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think about 2019. Do you think that the rate that it's been getting more ludicrous all through last year, can that continue? Can we get even crazier? You know what? Can, can would... are, are we going further into the National Enquirer headlines where some, some woman accuses Mike Pence of impregnating her with a turkey baster full of alien DNA? I'm pretty sure our next president is actually going to be Bat Boy. <laughs> But everything can always get more ludicrous, and I believe it will until we eventually either redefine <laughs> redefine our notion of reality or because, I mean, everything just continuously gets more ridiculous. And I think that might be a uh, facet of growing older because everything seems stupid to old people you know like oh kids today and they're whatever and blah 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 and it's like that we're getting into that point now where it's like is the world getting more ridiculous or are we just not able to handle how ridiculous the world is anymore my i'm worried that we're never again going to have someone even as collected in front of an audience and calm and well-spoken as say Ronald Reagan. You know what what if what if everyone is just as mouthy and outspoken as this guy? What what if there is no going back to what uh, uh, a world leader and orator standard so you, you, was? Yeah, there's going to be less Barack Obama, more Dwayne Elizondo, Mountain Dew, Herbert Camacho. Exactly. You know, it's Carrot Top going to be the next Democratic candidate <laughs> because he's the only one who can be as mouthy and stupid. Yeah. That that worries me a little, and I'm I'm kind of concerned about that. And so even you know, it's 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 pushed forward up here in Canada. We've got the current premier of Ontario, and he's you don't want to say he's Trump North, but he's he he got in the same way. He was pushy and mouthy, and he just knew how to rile every the, he he knew how to rile up the voters he knew would show up, mm-hmm. and he did that. And so you know, the next time there's a federal election, I I know uh, you know what what's his face um Yang Yangmeet Singh. I think the current NDP leader hmm. of the country we live in. Oh, being... this country. Yeah, this I, okay. country. Yes, that one. Oh, these computers. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> God. I don't even know. I, actually, I don't even know who the conservative leader is right now. Who's in charge of anything? Is the conservative still a thing? And apparently, I don't know. He took over to Stephen Harper, left, and then he got Yang, Yang Meet. Andrew Shear. Jazz, Jasmine, you know, Yasmin Bleeth is the leader yeah. of the NDP. <laughs> I need to start calling him that. That'd be terrible. Oh, we're going to get letters. Anywho. <laughs> it would be, be nice to actually get some letters. We could get some letters. Uh, yeah, send us some letters. Send us some tweets and things. We're at, uh, at Sean and Ross or Sean and Ross podcast at gmail.com. You can send us any kind of questions or uh, statements. I don't know. Send, send us your dick pics. <laughs> There's a time and a place. And that place is right here on Everyone is Stupid Except Us. <laughs> Sean and Ross Podcast at gmail.com. We look forward to it. Oh, man. We're going to retweet your dick pics. Now, back to Factorio. I'm hoping for you, buddy. My balls are crossed. <laughs>